grab a hot drink and turn up the volume. It's time for Morning Jolt with Sister Ignatia. Once a month, Kyle heads over to Forteza Coffee for a chat with coffee aficionado Sister Ignatia Henneberry from the Sisters of St. Francis of Perpetual Adoration. Wake up! This is Kyle Hyman. I am here with Sister Ignatia for Morning Jolt at Forteza Coffee. And today, what, what are we drinking? Espresso macchiatos. And matching. Almost matching. Oh. Different latte art. Oh, that's true. Similar. That's true. Okay. They both have hearts, but I've got petals. I'm sorry. I should have offered. Did you want no, the petals? No, I have a full heart. I like okay. the full heart. <laughs> that's what it is. All right. <laughs> well, do we stir this up first or do we... It, uh, it comes with a little spoon. I like spoon. to maintain the art as long as possible. Okay, cheers. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. Yeah. Little, little bitter. Yeah. Yeah, very good. Espresso, a little milk. So, sister, what do you want to talk about today? I thought when you asked, I was like, I think the Holy Spirit. Is that because you didn't want to plan anything and you're just like... <laughs> <laughs> I figured I'd just show up and see what he said. Um, yeah, like when we tell our stories, I think as especially like religious, we usually tell like the front end and like, you know, this thing happened, this thing happened, my life was changed, I became a sister. But then we forget like so much changes after that. And I think, at least for me, like the last few months, um, just understanding the action of the Holy Spirit better and becoming more dependent on Him, I guess, in my daily life has been really kind of life-changing for me, I think. So figured, why not share? Was there something that spurred that or inspired you to kind of dig a little bit deeper into the Holy Spirit? Yeah, a few things, like just sensing that the Holy Spirit has been moving in our community and at the university, just in very tangible ways. Like I like um, the saying, like God is in the real. So like the Holy Spirit, like has been making things happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so just paying attention to that. And then a sister of mine, well, actually a few sisters, but a sister of mine who now is at the university, sister Maria Gemma, like she had gone to a few in an encounter conference, some, some trainings to like, yeah. How do we hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, how do we respond to him? Mm-hmm. So then her just, I get think, encouraging me and praying with me and for me to experience that. Yeah, and that just kind of started the, yeah. So Encounter Ministries, mm-hmm. I have not been to one of their events or anything like that. It sounds like it's a, a pretty, I don't know what you'd say, dramatic, powerful, extreme, I could see, radical... Yeah. Those are probably all good descriptive words. Yeah, it, I think. It, yeah, it, it's. I mean, it's. I kind of get the feeling that if just a random person would walk in there, and be like a little overwhelming. Yes. And maybe people that come from it might be uh, oh, very on fire, and <laughs> yes. people might misunderstand kind of where they're coming from. I think that, that could happen. Is this all? Is this all? You're, is this is what you're? Is this, you've is been this the thing? Up? Um, we forget like yeah the Holy Spirit is pretty radical yeah and crazy at times so why have we lost that in the Christian life one thing like uh-huh. why is it like that's for the charismatics or something right. instead of like well have we thought about like what the early ch- what the church originally was like Pentecost yeah it happened once charismatic. but it, like it yeah. should happen yeah so but I think if somebody goes in maybe is overwhelmed but there's always the moment of decision of like okay Lord, I don't know what's happening, but I want to be open to you, and I want to, I want to understand. So I am ready to receive whatever you have to give me. Like it's not, 
he's not waiting for a whole lot. Like, he, you know, I think, yeah. So besides, like, maybe subtle, quote-unquote, normal things where you're like, oh, I just felt inspired to do this or something like that, have you had, like, really charismatic experiences, like speaking in tongues or healing or mm. prophecy or any of these kind of things that yeah. we, we wouldn't say is is normal maybe <laughs> for um i guess i ha- i haven't maybe necessarily experienced a normal physical manifestation okay. of the holy spirit as you're as you're uh-huh. kind of describing but i would say yeah probably like prophecy not in a way of like i told everyone what was going to be on the news tomorrow but like <laughs> <laughs> um a group of us at the university we just got together and just prayed for the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We've sensed him working. I mean, we have a new president now and there's like a lot going yeah, on. So we just yeah. needed to pray. And a, f- a couple of people were praying with me. And after that, like I said something, we were just all like kind of speaking prayers on our heart. And I said something that I had no idea what it meant. Like I, I just like said it. Uh-huh. And then afterwards I spent more time in prayer alone. And then I thought back through that statement and I was... I was like, wow, that just described what the Lord did in my heart without me knowing. Like, I didn't know I needed maybe healing or whatever. And, like, his, this, like, these words that he gave me, that was it, Uh you know? Um, I don't know. And then, like, working with students, like, sometimes they don't even know what's going on in their own heart. And it just has, I think, changed how I maybe pray with them or talk with them. You know, somebody might be going through, like, seem uncomfortable. I'm like, okay, like, let's pray about that. And, like, I'm asking a simple question and then, like, like a breakthrough kind of happens. Yeah, so nothing like seemingly crazy, but that doesn't mean that crazy can't happen. Right. You know? <laughs> but yeah. I feel like that is almost a confirmation of, I and mean, maybe people are wanting that. Yeah. It, like, yeah. Like, I will believe that this is all real when I have that experience right. myself. Like you can what? see somebody else speaking in tongues. Like I don't, I don't mm-hmm. really know what that means or, or why that's happening. And it's just, it's just weird. Right. But if I spoke in tongues, well, then, I'd, then I'd be a believer. <laughs> and and I, I, we always go to the speaking in tongues, which is kind of funny because it, it's usually, it's taught as um, only a sign of like openness to the Holy Spirit. So yeah, mm. like we think of gifts, like manifestation of gifts should correlate with holiness, which it ought to, but it's not a direct correlation of like, oh, you're speaking in tongues, you must be canonizable saint. But, like, speaking in tongues is this, like, step towards openness to the Holy Spirit. And you're acting as an instrument. Like, the Holy Spirit can choose to use who he wants. Um, and you can choose to let his gifts be free for everyone mm-hmm. and not for about you. Or, I mean, you can mess that up, too. I mean, so, yeah, we maybe think, like, oh, if, yeah, if I, like, speak in tongues or something, then I've, like then the Holy Spirit and I are like real close. Like right. we, know, we speak the same language clearly, but yeah. it doesn't have to be that way. It can, and you shouldn't be close to it, but I don't know. Does that make Yeah. We're here with Sister Ignatia for Morning Jolt at Forte's a Coffee Shop. This is, uh, we're smack dab in the middle of our share week. So mm-hmm. uh, maybe this is your chance to, while you're listening, go redeemerradio.com slash donate and make a little donation. Support. Please. Catholic Radio. How's your, uh, what, what was he? I, these coffee names always mix me up. Espresso Macchiato. Espresso Macchiato, yeah. Tiny cups. Tiny cups. Yeah, very, Tiny very cup, Italian. Spoon. This is good. It is very good. So, sister, what are you doing to be open to the Holy Spirit? Oh, like, man. What, what does that yeah. look like? 
Oh, um, a couple tangible things of like, so a few like my sister, a few of our sisters, like we're trying to actually just pray with each other and for each other, mm-hmm. like it's like spontaneously, yeah. like okay, like the day's over, like hey, let's pray together about like stuff that happened during the day, or like maybe something happened to me that I'm feeling like vulnerable in a way or like I'm struggling with this like let's pray about that um that's been very powerful so like in those moments like I don't necessarily it's like the end of the day I don't necessarily have a ton of ideas of Mm -hmm. like these beautiful words to say but like asking the Holy Spirit and then what do you want me to speak what do you want me to say um and then other ways of like expecting an answer I think the prayer like come Holy Spirit is a we say it a lot but I don't think we then ask the question like yeah do you do you have like a word for me today do you have an instruction for me today Uh do you have a person that you want me to see today Um, and then expecting an answer and then a way to do that like yeah it's hard to tell like is that whatever you might hear in your prayer like you don't need to worry about like, well, is that true? Like, well, if it's good and encouraging, like you mm-hmm. can follow it. Like, you know, the Holy Spirit's leading through that. So I think expecting him to answer and then acting on the answer. The gospel uh, yesterday made me think about this too. Uh, Jesus says, who are my mother and my brothers, um, the ones who listen to the word of God mm. and act on it. And act on it. So like we listen, expect him to say something and then act on it. So I think we do that as Catholics, but not as like no the Holy Spirit actually like penetrates your life mm. you know and can like change it for real like mm-hmm. yeah so I guess I feel a little more free in that yeah. do you find working with students that they are open to this are they confused um, uh, both because <laughs> yeah. I, I do feel like yep. <laughs> we really do focus on Jesus and mm-hmm. God the Father mm-hmm. and ignore the Holy Spirit yeah, yeah, because it's. I think it's a little scarier. Um, so one student, or actually, she's graduated now. She's not a student, but um, I asked, like, are you comfortable? She's like, well, I wouldn't say I'm comfortable. Comfortable with what? Or on, like, are you comfortable? Are you? Oh, what we call like charismatic prayer uh-huh. experience. Are you uncomfortable? Does that make you uncomfortable? She's like, well, I wouldn't say that I'm comfortable, but I'm open. Okay. I'm not quite comfortable yet but I'm willing to go there Uh Um, so I think that probably characterizes a lot of students they might like want it are unsure a little scary so like it's a process like yeah Um, and then I think a lot of other students where I feel like they are is um, still like beginning stages of discipleship Mm -hmm. so so I think how they might be called to experience the Holy Spirit in the beginning is through healing probably and being prayed with like let the Holy Spirit in to like wait yeah like where those wounds are that they need healing and then from there can then like be able to really talk to him in the way that I'm kind of more describing the wounds are creating a roadblock yes and mm-hmm. because we've been wounded either ourselves or by somebody else right we maybe project that mm-hmm. that damage onto God or and, and Mm-hmm. It damages our relationship or, or prevents us from being really op- fully open. Yeah, I think it does. Bo- yeah, both yeah. of those things because we start believing. Yeah, we might have confessed these sins and been forgiven and like received healing, but then it still has caused probably some lies to be embedded in how we think. So we're 
just trying to protect ourselves a lot of the time. So like, you know, I'm afraid, so I'm going to protect myself, but I don't realize I'm actually protecting myself also from the Holy Spirit. <laughs> right. Um, so I think, yeah, being able to like pray with students and help them through that process then will can lead them to a place of openness when they're then willing to make that prayer of like Holy Spirit, yeah, like whatever you want, like literally, like whatever you want, like I'm yeah, I'm down. <laughs> do you do any of these kind of charismatic events at University of St. Francis, or is it more just a one-on-one or kind of a small group kind of a thing? Right now, it's one-on-one, but okay. um, on the 10th of October, and all young adults in the area are also welcome, we're going to host a healing night at the University of St. Francis. Okay. Uh, so a chance for students and other young adults to just come and to be prayed with, to like take a second to think about like, yeah, what, you know, negative evil thoughts creep into my, into me through mm-hmm. my wounds. Like, where is that? And like be able to come forward for healing. So I think that's going to kind of really be a start. And then myself and just, yeah, praying with the students, but then also those of us who have a lot of student contact, just praying with each other to, to be open. So yeah, I'm excited. I mean, we do praise and worship, mm-hmm. which has an element of it in spontaneous prayer, but I think like where it can go is going to be more powerful than that. So. All right. Yeah. Well, look forward to hearing how that went. Okay. Maybe I, I can come. Oh, please do. Oh. You're invited. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. 10th. All October. right. Well, thank you, Sister Ignatia. How was your uh, espresso macchiato? Oh, excellent. Good. <laughs> mm. All right. Our thanks to Forteza Coffee for helping out with this and if you'd like to support Redeemer Radio go to RedeemerRadio.com thank you sister hey you're welcome thank you wake up